Advent, we continue. Advent, it's a short, um, short time in, this, in the year. It's just sort of four weeks that we do it, although ours is curtailed even more because next week we've got a carol service. Um, but we are here today to just carry on with this service, carry on with this mini-sermon uh, series and uh, look at something else that happened during this time of Advent. And actually not at the time of what most of us celebrate, the, uh, the birth of Christ, but actually happened a little while later. Uh, a star in the world is what I've entitled this message. And this week, 10 years ago, stretching your memory, 10 years ago, a star in the world went out. A star that many loved and revered, as is the case with most stars in this world, this star lived a life that involved sacrifice and suffering, persecution and forgiveness. His life, attitude and leadership were heralded as unprecedented in the world and is still remembered and honored today. That man was Nelson Mandela. Yeah, 10 years ago, he passed. He has been hailed as the greatest statesman to ever live. I mean, that's some incredible statement to make about a man. But if you know his story and you read his story, you'll understand why. A man who was incarcerated for 27 years came out and said, there will be no bloodshed, there will be no hate, we will build this nation. Unfortunately, those that followed him did not carry on with his um, desire to see a nation built, and it's slowly falling apart, but that's another story. He was a man who stood up for what he believed in and was prepared to sacrifice his life for it. He became an icon and then a voice for millions who were oppressed and downtrodden. When he was released from prison, he forgave those who put him there and lived to serve and lead those that had been oppressed as well as those that had done the oppressing. He saw all people as equal. He demonstrated forgiveness like very few others have done. He was a star among the stars. All the stars of the world wanted to meet him and be seen with him. He was a star that seemed to attract others, be they stars or ordinary people. There was something about him that drew others to him, and he was able to influence and affect so many people. In the world today, there are many stars that people follow and idolize, be they in the entertainment industry, the business world, political world, or be they in the sporting world. People follow them for many different reasons. Somehow stars seem to have an attraction to people. Who are the stars that you are drawn to, and why are you interested in them? What are their qualities and attributes that cause you to be interested in them? Are there attributes that make them true star quality? Think about that for a little while. The stars that you're drawn to. Are there attributes that make them true star quality? About 2,000 years ago, there were a group of men with their attendants, it is believed, who traveled many, many miles following a star. Not much is known about these men. 
but they were described as wise men or kings. They studied the stars and were drawn to follow this one very special star. It took them from their own country on a long journey to another country in search of a very special king. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him, in Bethlehem in Judea, for so it is written by the prophet, and you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem saying, Go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way. And behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then, opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. Matthew 2, 1 to 11. These wise men, or kings, or scholars, whatever you want to call them, came from the east because they had seen a star, a very special star that they recognized as the sign of the birth of a great king. How long they had followed the star is unknown. It could have been weeks or even months. It could have been years. They continued until they found who they were looking for even stopping along the way to ask for help and guidance. Some people say, how could they be wise men if they had to stop to ask for direction? Most men today, when on a journey, would never admit that they are lost and they did not know where they were going or need help with direction. Most men don't do that. But thank goodness for SatNav, for Google Maps and for Waze that helps us get around now. Men don't like to admit when, that they are lost when they're going somewhere, do they? Never lost, Never lost. Just taking the scenic route. Is that what it is? Yeah, taking the scenic route. Yeah. Yeah. Now, they might have done that as well, but they did stop. They were wise and they stopped and asked for directions. After stopping to ask for help, these men followed the star once more from Jerusalem to Bethlehem, where it led them to the house, to the child, Jesus, along with his mother Mary. They were filled with joy at the prospect of meeting the new king. They went into the house and bowed down to the child king, honoring and worshipping him. They opened their treasuries and presented the child with the gifts they had brought with him. They were gifts that they had chosen before they set off on their journey. They were gifts fit for a king, not just some trinkets that they had picked up along the way but gifts that were special, significant, and costly. 
Another thing, another reason they could be called wise men is they didn't leave their, their Christmas shopping till the night before, <laughs> did they? They were gifts worthy of the king they had set out to find, to worship, and to honor. The light of the star led them and guided them throughout their long journey. The light of that star led them to a much greater light, the Messiah, Jesus, the Christ, the light of the world. He declared this about himself later in his life. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. I am, one of the seven I am that Jesus spoke, I am the light of the world. Jesus was found by these wise men because of the light from a star. They followed the star that led them to the light of the world. Today, too many people follow stars that lead them nowhere or lead them down paths of self-importance or destruction. Did you know that we are to be stars, not to follow stars? We are to shine before people to draw attention not to ourselves, but to the one who made us, who made the stars and all that we see around us. We are to be stars that lead people to praise our Father in heaven. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Let your light shine before others that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. We are to be stars that lead people to Christ, just like the stars in the sky that the navigators of old used to plot their way over land or sea. We are to be signposts to God for those who are lost in the darkness of this world. We are to be stars that shine brightly upon the path that leads to the giver of eternal life. Jesus Christ. In their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For what we proclaim is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, with ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God who said, let light shine out of the darkness, has shone in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 4 to 7. As has been said many times recently, we're involved in a spiritual battle, in spiritual warfare. Satan has blinded the unbelievers and has got them worshipping stars that are made by God, be they human or heavenly, instead of worshipping Him, the one who spoke the stars into being. We are to worship the one who spoke the stars into being, not the stars that we see in the sky or the stars we see in the earth today. We are alive today to shine like stars and re reveal the love of God to the people of the, of the world so that they too might become stars for God and have the light of the knowledge of the glory of God and the love of Jesus Christ living in them. We did a little of this yesterday outside Tesco, where a number of you were singing carols while some others were giving out goodie bags. 
with a tract and invitations to our carol and Christmas Eve services. It was a simple gesture that hopefully yields fruit and draws people to the true meaning of Christmas. We, that is you and I, are to be stars in the world today. Not a star to draw people to us, but a star that guides and leads people to Jesus Christ. Are you up to being a star? And to be that star, you have to have Christ in you before you can be that star. And if you don't have him in you, you need to have him in you first. You need to receive him as Lord and Savior. Let's pray. Father, thank you that when that star shone in the sky, those wise men saw it and realized what it meant. That the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the Messiah, the chosen one, had been born. And they followed that star to find you, Jesus. And they came and worshipped you and offered you gifts that were fit for a king. They recognized in that humble situation you were the King of kings. And Lord, today so many people have been blinded to this fact. Jesus is not even mentioned at Christmas time. We pray now that at this time of Christmas we will remember who you are. We will make you the center of our Christmas. We will make you the center of our lives. And we can be stars that will shine for you to direct people to you, to draw them into your kingdom, to reveal to them the truth of who you are, that you've made us to be these shining lights, these stars. And Father, when we're struggling, or when we're uncertain, Holy Spirit, come and fill us afresh. Fill us afresh with your presence and your power that we can be the stars you've called us to be, to shine brightly in this dark world, just like that star that hung over Bethlehem that night and directed these men to Christ the child. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Okay, some discussion questions, and I've left out our normal favorite one. Okay. First one, who are the stars that you admire and what draws you to them? Secondly, do you see yourself as a star, as someone guiding other people towards Jesus? If not, what do you think is hindering you? If you do, what are the things that you, you feel are attractive to others? Thirdly, how do you think you could be more active in being a star and guiding people towards Jesus? And then fourthly, pray for one another. Okay, thank you to those who are online. We just pray that you will have a look at these questions and discuss them amongst yourselves. Those in the hall, let's discuss. Amen.